Looking for a one-stop shop for all your audio and video needs? Then look no further than Always Press Record Productions. With over 100 hours of original content produced, Always Press Record Productions has an experienced staff on hand ready to assist you with all your YouTube, podcast, and music video needs. Check them out at alwayspressrecord.com. Once again, that's alwayspressrecord.com. And remember, they press record and you become the star. So when I do the work, it's coming from a whole nother level of passion and commitment. I truly feel like the work that I've done within the communities of Houston, you know, learning the skills to articulate yourself when you have um, certain issues, knowing how to address trauma that you never dealt with before, having certain particular conversations with people that are difficult to have conversations with, but finding a medium to be able to do that. These are what the restorative practices that have helped me do. Welcome back. This is Translating Success, Episode 9. I can't believe we almost made it to double digits. We've been here for a while. So today, we got a very, very special guest, and we got a very special um, topic that I wanted to go over. It's balancing ambition and life. You know what I mean? So I think it's very important uh, to discuss this topic because it's something that's relevant in my life consistently um, and relevant to the people that I'm um, close to and work with and work alongside with. Um, and I thought it would be a great topic for you guys, my audience, to um, experience and actually spark a conversation in your lives with your people around you. So when it comes to balance um, and ambition, I got to see the effects of not having balance in their lives um, around me when I was younger. So I've seen it with my father, with my relatives, that they tried to have a lot on their plate, but didn't really have balance. And I saw the effects of that. So in my head, I always thought uh, to myself, um, I need to create something different. Like I want to have a balanced life at home and I want to be able to um, have you know, all the things that I want to achieve in my life as well. But as I got older, I noticed that it wasn't that easy. Just because I wanted it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. Uh, so on my path, I struggled a lot with trying to get everything that I wanted to get to achieve all the goals that I want to achieve and become the person, man, who I thought I could, I was meant to be. But um, with that, it took a lot of energy to kind of... Um, do that fully and then um something you have to sacrifice something and for me i didn't see that i was sacrificing my my home life um with my with my family then with my wife then with my my daughter to try to get where i was uh, going then i had to do a lot of uh kind of like a rediscovery of myself um and have those conversations with my wife and restructure everything um and then everything didn't change Honestly, till um, I started aligning my purpose to my lifestyle. And when I aligned those two things, I saw the biggest difference. So like what that means is I'm going from doing the work that I'm doing, but it'll, it, it goes to what I could do in my lifestyle. So like it, what I, my work um, goes into what I do with my wife, what I do with my child and everything connects. So there's no like, you know, I got to be this way here and then I got to be this way here. I try to put everything together. Mm -hmm. So it was aligning um, and that made all the difference. So um, today I want to introduce uh, a very special guest. Um, I'll go over his credentials before we start. So he is a success coach, mentor, educator. Um, former Division I football player uh, for Texas. Um, and he's a husband, a loving father, and a very good friend of mine, Justin Aldridge. Welcome to the show, man. Appreciate it, brother. Excited yeah, to be man. here. I don't know how special I am, but... No, you're pretty special. Man. You're pretty <laughs> special. And the, 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 the reason why I say that, I want to tell my audience uh, about how I actually met uh, Justin. So yeah. the way we met was kind of crazy. Yeah. Because, um, I remember uh, I got like an Instagram message from yeah. somebody I knew back in New York. Uh, she was a physical trainer and we were pretty cool and we worked for the YMCA. Uh, and she had told me that um, she met this guy and he's super interested in um, learning how to get into motivational speaking and uh, influencing people. Um, and I told him about you. Can you meet with him? And I was like, sure. 
Um, and then when I met you, the, the, the story, like, it was crazy because when I met, when I talked to Justin over the phone, he was like, oh, okay, where do I have to meet you? Uh, what time? I'll be there. <laughs> it's like, I, no, no joke. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready. And, you know, people talk a good game. Um, until like you actually see it in action. Yeah. I was like, oh, this guy's a real deal, like legit. I think I called you um, on the, it was the middle of the week and you were there by the end of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I called you on Wednesday and you were at my job at um, on Friday. I probably would have been there that day. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he probably would have. He was trying to schedule everything out and the, the, the mission was, uh, this is when I was at Kip Houston High School as a restorative justice coordinator and I had established my brand and my speaking business uh, for five Five years already so I had experience but I was still working full-time and uh, Justin had hit me up he was willing to learn and he was all about it um, and he, he's like yo I need to just learn the ins and outs any advice you give me I'll show up and he showed up literally just because of scheduling I do believe you would have been there that day uh, just because of scheduling he met me the next day that next two days after at my job and he stayed for uh, like an hour and we just spoke and we 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 clicked we hit it off right away um and i just remember and appreciate like your your willingness and yeah yeah ambitious way to like just learn and it didn't matter where you were in life and our lives like the way we cross paths is crazy and you, your life experience is crazy and and hearing what you've been through and then just being willing to still want to keep going uh and, and start and start this new thing was pretty impressive um and then a couple weeks later uh, i had a speaking engagement um that was like a three-hour drive or a two-hour yeah. drive something like that and justin was willing to come with me which was crazy and he was like yeah i'll be there um and we drove up we talked we got to know each other he saw me speak um and then you know he he, he joined a program that i um uh, I referred him to, and he's been doing great ever since. So I do think you are special. Oh, I appreciate um, that. And I think um, it, people need to know, you know, what goes behind that mentality and, and know what it takes to be successful. I think I do see you as successful, everything you've gone through so far. You get a chance to express what you've been up to. Um, but just to see your mentality towards everything now, I think it is special and it's, it's big to bring to a show like this to spark up conversation and say, hey, like, I got that in me too. Like, I could just put myself in position. Mm -hmm. It's all about positioning. Um, and it doesn't matter, you know, who it is, it's being willing to learn. You know? Yeah. And so, Justin, um, just to throw it all out there to so give you a chance to talk um, about it, where does your ambition come from and who inspired it or what inspired it? I think for me, the ambition was always there. You know, I, I grew up, I'm the youngest of five kids. Both my parents were high school dropouts. My dad had five kids by the time he was 21. My mom, yeah. three by the time she was 20. So there was no education. There was no success. Um, I didn't even have a model of success. Mm. I ended up being a first-generation college student, first one in my family to graduate from college. So all these different things that were stacked against me yeah. as far as really me even being able to be successful. But for whatever reason... It, but, just kind of take a step back. I was always that kid that was different. Yeah. And so I don't know if my experience is unique, um, but I've always been very intrinsically motivated. Yeah. Um, and I've always been able to wrap my head around the fact that I don't have to know you for you to mentor me. And so it was just one of those things where whether it was reading a, a motivational poster, uh, reading a book, um, all of those things just sunk in. And from the earliest of times, I knew I was going to be successful. Hmm. Um, it was just one of those things that I knew the only way I was going to get there is if I was ambitious because I knew in, in my reality, in my environment, success wasn't coming to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I lived on the side of the train tracks where people weren't coming over there plucking kids out saying, oh, wow, you look like the ambitious one. Come with me. I can show you what I know. Yeah, yeah. I knew I had to seek it out. I always had to be the aggressor. You know, it's kind of like with athletics. The only reason I got to the point that I did, I'm not the biggest guy in the world. So the only reason why I got the opportunity to go play at the University of Texas was because I was relentless in my pursuit of that goal. Mm -hmm. And that's been the biggest thing for me is I knew from the earliest of ages that if I could just get access to the right people, to the right wisdom, to the right knowledge, that I could be successful. That's dope. Yeah, man. So, so I, I mean, you brought it up, and I know we talked about this before, um, your route to Texas University. How was that? Were you recruited? Were you walking on? Like, how, how did it happen? Yeah, it was kind of a crazy story, actually. My junior year, 
going into my senior year. Yeah. We were supposed to be a really good team. We actually were preseason ranked as the number one secondary in the state. Yeah. And I was the starting free safety. And UT was there to recruit our entire secondary. The day they were there recruiting us, I dislocated my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I knew, because that was my dream school. It had yeah. always been my dream school. And I knew from the, like right then, it was just, the dream was over. It was dead. Yeah. Um, and so I wasn't highly recruited, anything like that. And right before my senior year, my dad went to prison anyway. And I am a mama's boy through and through. And so when my dad went to prison, it didn't matter. I was a great student, could have went to a lot of places on academic scholarships and stuff like that. But I just knew that there was no going away. I was going to be there. I was going to support my mom. So I took three years off after high school. Um, I worked full time, was doing all that different stuff and went to um, a community college, was on the dean's list the entire time I was there. And when my dad got out of prison, he was telling me, you know, Justin, you need to go to UT. And I was like, Dad, I'm, I'm, I'm past that. I've moved on. Um, I just, I want to graduate. I want to do this stuff, whatever. He's like, no, you, you need to go, son. This is your, th- that was your biggest dream in life up until this point. Don't let my experience in my life take your dream away from you. That's cool. And so I went back and I went there without the, t- the intention of even going to play ball. And I got there. And of course you get there, man, you're around this, this historic stadium. You're walking around campus. You're in class with guys that are on the football team, you see it and you're building a relationship with these guys. And, you know, after my injury and everything and then being out of football for three years and all that, it was just one of those things where I was just like, man, I don't, I don't think I can do that anymore. Like, I'm not training. I'm not doing any of this stuff. And same thing, my dad was like, Justin, you need to try. He's like, there's never been anything in your life that you set your mind to that you weren't able to accomplish. That's just who you are as a person. Yeah. And if you put your mind to it, you can do this. And of course, I mean, I'll be the first one to admit that doubt was there. But it was just one of those things, you know, I, I knew I had the track record of proving things to myself. And so I went out, I trained for a year, I went and walked on. The the guy who was the director of recruiting still remembered me from high school. Yeah. I don't know how, um, but he still remembered me from high school, told me to go out there, do the walk-on process. And so I did it. And about five minutes into my tryout, they uh, pulled me off the field and told me I made the team. Damn, that's crazy, man. Yeah, that's it was wild. That's crazy. I th- yeah, I, I know you mentioned it just uh, um, when you were talking earlier, and I was like, I, people need to hear this part. <laughs> that doesn't normally happen. And I think um, for me, it's, uh, and I see this all the time, you can't judge a book by its cover. Um, even, and I know there's a lot of privilege in being a man and then looking the way that we look, um, being able to walk into certain spaces, understanding our privilege, but also understanding, like, you know, there's something, there's, Something to everybody. Everybody has a, a, a story of something mm-hmm. they've been through um, and how they went about it. I thought I was astonished when I when I heard your story and what you've been through and how you went through it. Two things that I um, noticed in your talk that I think people need to um, pay attention to. Uh, you said that you with with because I relate to this not having that not having examples around you mm-hmm. um, or not having the examples you would like around you um, and still having that belief in self. Yeah. Like you you told yourself um, that being ambitious was going to get you out of this, mm-hmm. right? And you you were on your own and you had to figure it out, but you knew you had to be ambitious. Then that's key. Finding whatever it is that um, could get you motivated, that could get you going, or like say it could be a movie. It could be a book. It yeah. could be uh, an idol, an athlete that you can look up to um, or something. It doesn't even have to be somebody that's famous. It could be like somebody in the neighborhood mm-hmm. that inspires you. For me, it was my coach, um, Powell. Um, and you know what I mean? I modeled myself after him uh, a little bit and, and went under his wing. And then second is having the support. Yeah. And we talked about this earlier. It takes about five people to... Um, influence you throughout mm-hmm. your life uh, to get you out of uh, circumstances and you know help you out um, and I think we get so stuck on who's not there yeah right that we don't we we don't get to see who's actually there yeah right um, and we spoke about this on previous shows but um, some people aren't fortunate enough to have those people in their lives mm-hmm. right um, at particular moments putting yourself and positioning yourself um, and places to go find those people, going to spaces like events or something that these people might show up, mm-hmm. and having that intention when you're going to, you know, say like an after-school program or like a, a event that you can meet people that you're know, sporting event or whatever, and look for mentorships and just start asking questions um, is very key. 
uh, to doing that. And I think that's what uh, justice is all about because um, for you to hear about somebody, I think you guys went on a cruise, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Justin had met uh, my friend on a cruise, Miriam, on a cruise, and that's how he learned about me. And then through Instagram, we met, and then we met in person, and the relationship built. You got to be willing to put yourself out there. Those people are not in your life. Go look for them. And I think it was powerful what your dad said, because um, I know, you know, people, I've had people, and my dad went to prison too my first year of college, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. um, your dad went uh, your senior year mm. of high school. My dad went my, my, my freshman year of college. And uh, I think learning, um, some people would see that and be like, be upset yeah, and not want to build that relationship with your father because you left me, blah, blah, you messed up, why you do that? And then like, like shield off and not want to hear that advice. Mm -hmm. But being your, your willingness to hear that and take that and go, because my father was the same way. My father... Uh, he would tell me, you know, you gotta put yourself first. You know what I mean? You gotta, yeah. you gotta go out there and try. And he always say, everything he said, all oh, Zacalito ain't nothing is world free. Mm -hmm. You gotta work for everything. Don't matter. Nothing, nothing's free. Um, so go get it. And uh, you know, what I mean, I appreciate it. So that's pretty big that you said that. I, I, I want to acknowledge that that thing about you is very big and people everybody can have that you just gotta see it in yourself and so that's awesome and that's why i think you're special <laughs> so so with that um have you ever struggled uh with balance as you were uh having your ambitions and, and achieving goals when did you notice like you needed to balance uh things out so that you can be okay mentally yeah, I think for me, um, balance was definitely, has been, still is um, something that I have to be very conscious about. Yeah. If you're somebody who's a very ambitious person, balance is something that you're going to struggle with at times. Um, and I think a little, to some degree, balance is overblown yeah. because I think that when people think about balance, they think about time. Yeah. And so they think that your priorities have to be in perfect alignment, all the time has to be split evenly, and that's not balance. Because the reality is when you're ambitious, people like us and you're building your life the way that you want it to look, mm -hmm. um, the, the, the time distribution is not going to be balanced, nor can it be. You can't build a successful business by sitting there trying to split your time 50-50. It doesn't work that way. Absolutely. And so we have these quantitative measures, but we're trying to measure something qualitatively. So what I mean by that is don't worry so much about the time that you're putting in with somebody. Worry more about the quality of the time that you're putting mm. in with somebody. To me, there's yeah, something right. to be said about 15 minutes. It's as little as 15 minutes of 100% locked in, engaged, intentional time with somebody yeah. rather than an hour or two hours of checking your phone, checking your email, responding to text messages, scrolling Facebook, watching TV, doing all that stuff. When I get home and I'm sitting there and I'm at my house and I'm with my kids or I'm with my wife, it is 100% locked in. And so, yeah, I've got to constantly monitor my balance because, like I said, when, it, when you have that ambition and you've got a goal in sight, everything inside of you just wants to go 100% all in straight at that thing. Um, but as you start getting more responsibility, you start getting more people in your life that are depending on you, not for you to be successful necessarily, although they are depending on that. They're also depending on you for your love and for your attention and for your support and for your empowerment, for your nurturing. Um, and so really it just comes down to exactly like you said earlier, aligning yourself with your purpose. Yeah. What is your purpose? Right. If your purpose is 100% entrepreneur, well then, you know, go live that life. For you and I, that, that's not it. You know, we, we are men who love our wives, who love our children, but we also just so happen to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. And so I think that getting rid of, stop beating yourself up over the time. Yeah. Start really honing in and focusing on the quality of the time. Word. I think that's, that was essential right there, what you just said. That's powerful. I think for me, um, attention was everything. For yeah. me, I'm so, such a go-getter um, that I lock in and I like, I, I could tend to lose myself in trying to get something done so badly that hours would go by and I'm locked in trying to do it mm -hmm. when my attention isn't there yeah. um, and being present 
to what's in front of me. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, I don't know about you, I need truth tellers around me. Yeah. And like I, told, I said in previous shows, that's why I, you know, I married my wife. My wife is the one that'll tell me straight to my face, like, yeah. you look stupid, like, what are you doing, <laughs> right? Like, look at what you're doing, right? And I need, it, I need people around like that constantly. Mm -hmm. uh, growing up, I necessarily didn't have that yeah. uh, around me where everything was sugar-coated, yeah. everything was like, you know, it'll be okay, you know what I mean? Nobody was truthful with each other. Yeah. Everybody hid in with how they truly felt. Um, so I, I don't know. It's, that's the reason I grab. That's probably the reason I did gravitate more to people that are just real, yeah. raw, right? So I think for me, like just having people around me to tell me, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I needed that. Where I'm intentional now when I'm choosing my time, like when, I, like being present, like that's the biggest thing. Because I will be there, um, and I'll, I'll be at work all day. Then I'll be home, and I'm doing other like stuff for the business or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm around my child and my wife, but I'm not really there. Yeah. Right, because I'm I'm like trying to communicate, trying to network, trying to send emails, trying to do this and that. But you know, I mean, I needed my wife to literally like. What are you doing? Like, yeah. You're not here. This is what you're missing. Yeah. Right? And thing that you said, knowing what your purpose is, is very important. Some people aren't built or want, really want to be family people, family yeah. men or women. Like, that's not in them right now. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, and you have to be truthful to yourself. Yeah. If you're not wanting to be in a relationship, you shouldn't act like you are because so it's going to overtake for me. And like it sounds like for you, um, that's in me. Like I, I, I'm a family guy. Yeah. Right. So like, my wife telling me that, right? It hit. It's like, damn. Like I don't, I don't want to miss that. Like, yeah. What am I doing? Like I feel bad that I can't stop myself. Let me focus on stopping myself. Yeah. Like let me when I get home turn off my phone. And I struggled with that for years. Like even to today. Like my wife and I have this pack. Like at a certain hour, phones go away. Mm -hmm. So we here. Right. Yeah. Um, and we can just talk and we just connect um, and just having, you know, what I mean, those moments to like, because a lot of stuff goes down. Uh, people, people don't talk about it, but being in a relationship is work. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's two things that you said that are absolutely key when it comes to balance. First of all, accountability is key because, yes. again, when they say being blinded by your ambition, yeah. there's a reason why. That's people speaking from experience. Those are yeah. ambitious people who are looking in hindsight and they understand that that was their reality, that they yeah, were yeah, blinded yeah. by their ambition. And so accountability is key. You have to have those people around you that you give 100% authority mm -hmm. to speak that pure truth into you. And it's the exact same way with my wife. Yeah. I've got to be able to allow my wife to be able to check me in a loving way, yeah. but to say, babe, look, you're in our presence, but you're not present. Word. And so the accountability is 100%, I mean, it's 100% it's absolutely necessary yeah. and then whenever you're sitting there and you're really thinking about the intentionality behind it mm -hmm. the communication is huge you've yeah. got to have that ongoing communication i mean because like as entrepreneurs we know that there's going to be seasons in our business where it's going to be an all-out sprint yeah. i mean it's going to be going 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 yeah. all hours of the day and if i'm communicating with my wife and i mean we're we're here she's going to understand that and she's going to support me through it because she's going to know that on the other side of that things are going to go back to normal. Key. I, I so if you're not communicating, it's, that's what's going to throw everything off the rails. Communication yeah, yeah, yeah. has to be key. That's, yo, for me, on road trips, when I do my speaking engagements, and I'm actually going next week to New York, yeah. um, and the whole process behind that, like, when I first started out, uh, my wife had to check me, like, when I'm when I'm on my speaking engagements, like, I'm real, like, so locked in even more yeah. that I don't even let her know, like, you know what I mean? And it's nothing crazy, like, it's like letting her know where I'm at or what's happening um, just to know that I'm safe or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. that just wasn't in me, right? And I had, she had to um, address that and check me, you know what I mean? Because it looks like, you know, I'm just, something could just be happening and she has no idea and I'm the only one that can, can let her know. So, like, communication is very key. Um, and I think, um, you know, when you're going through it uh, and knowing what your purpose is, yeah. um, having those key people, we have our wives that do it for us mm -hmm. um, and we do it for them. But like, it could be like your business partner. It could be like your friend. It could be like a relative of yours that you're constantly around to constantly tell you like, yo, you're not on your stuff. What are you doing? You yeah. know what I mean, that's completely necessary when you have this 
you have these goals that you want to achieve and you're very trying to you're very ambitious and driven to trying to get those done just having those people whether it's um through relationships partnerships friendships it doesn't matter and you it's better that someone tells you the truth to your face mm-hmm. so that you're not going out to the world looking stupid that's how i look at it my yeah. wife tells me so that i'm not walking out there stupid so she's actually caring about me yeah you know what i mean they actually care about you and i think not taking it personal people take it personal when it's like oh, i hurt my feeling or whatever sometimes that like, like for example my wife told me um that i sounded you know i mean i sound like you know uh, a certain way when I speak. Like, yeah. I was coming off like... Like too corporate? Yeah, no, not too corporate, but like coming off like... Um, what was the word she used? Um, There's a while ago, so I'm trying to remember. Like, I wasn't authentic. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. or um, I sound like I'm, I know it all or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I needed that. I was like, how? Like, how? Like, it hurt. But it's like... And I, like, I showed the speaking engagement in one of my videos or whatever. She don't like get... She don't want to get fully involved in it. She yeah. lets me do my thing. And But like when she needs... When she, she's needed, she, you know, gives the input. And when I asked her, um, she told me. And I'm like... It was like this video she saw. And she told me how I came off. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. I don't want to come off like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it hurt. But in that moment... I took it as like a learning. Like yeah. She's telling me so that I can improve. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we have those conversations. It's okay to ask those people like, you know, what's the intention behind it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and think about that. Are they really there to, and look at the actions. Are they really there to like uh, harm my success or like actually help me? Yeah. And my wife has proven like she's there to, <laughs> there to help. You know what I mean? So um, it's a lot to it, but I, I think, um, Balancing is all about, you know, I mean, communication with the people you're trying to, you have and accountability. Yeah. And, and that's big. Um, I think uh, with that, the pros and cons of uh, ambition, right? Yeah. Um, what, like, to you, we're talking about how ambition can get in the way of balance. Mm-hmm. But what are, like, from your standpoint, like, what are the pros to being ambitious? I mean, the the biggest thing is that when you're an ambitious person, you're able to get that laser lock focus that it takes to be successful. People who aren't ambitious, those are the ones who they don't take the time. To me, the, the biggest separator between ambitious people and people who just set goals um, is people who are ambitious love the process mm-hmm. of achieving the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so sitting down, taking the time to get clarity, mm-hmm. um, sitting down, taking the time to actually create a plan. Yeah, it's great to go out there and start taking action and doing all those things. But if you're taking action without a plan, you don't know where you're going. Yeah. Your plan is your roadmap to success. Mm-hmm. And so going through and actually taking the time to set up checkpoints, to go back and evaluate, all of those different um, little like nuanced details that you got to be doing along the way. Ambitious people understand the necessity of it and they love it because that's how they know they're growing Word. because it's that constant system of evaluation. Yeah. And so like ambitious people are ones who will seek out that feedback. Mm-hmm. They know it's going to hurt in their heart because obviously the people who you're allowing to speak truth in your life is, you know, whenever they say things, it pierces straight to your heart, mm-hmm. but you also know, and you're going into it with the understanding of, I need it. Yeah. Because I'm ambitious. I want to be better than I am now. Yeah. I want to strive to be that best version of myself. And so ambitious people understand that there is a system to everything when it comes to achieving your goal. Yeah. And they love the system. Yeah. People who aren't ambitious, the reason why they set goals and they fall off is because they don't love the work. They don't love the system that yeah. it takes, the process you have to go through in order to get to where you want to go. Or they haven't found what they would enjoy going through the process of. Yeah. Uh, And that's the thing too, is like people live this life, this one life that we get, so many people live it scared. And I'm speaking from experience because I had all the fears in the world because of my upbringing, because of the things that I went through in my childhood. You know, even though I felt inside of me that I I could be successful, I don't think I ever really truly believed it until, you know, even after a lot of the successes I already had, I already had a track record of proving to myself that I would be successful, but I don't think I really truly believed it until I probably started getting into my mid to late twenties. And it's just one of those things where when you're going out there and you're doing it, then you kind of start to shift a little bit 
and you start to understand and go after a little bit more. But fear controls so many people, right. and they're just afraid to try. Yeah. That's what you don't realize. Like, literally, there is a boundary. Like, if you visualize your goal, that's what I want everybody to think about. Visualize your goal, and there's a line right there. Yeah. All right? Literally, on the other side of that is 1% of people. 99% yeah. of people are standing on the side that you're standing on right now. Yeah, yeah. Because 1% of people, that's it, are willing to actually take action. It takes no amount of courage to sit there and set a goal in your head. Yeah. To go out and take action on the goal, that takes courage. And you know, the crazy thing that I, I thought about, like trying to get to that 1%, right? Everybody's goal, ambitious uh, people, or people that consider themselves ambitious, they, it's the goal is to be that 1% and get close to it and yeah. see that mindset, right? And, and learning and rubbing shoulders with people in that world, right? Noticing that, a lot of those people that come off confident or mm. that have this swag or this cockiness about them, the thing that makes them great and different is that they don't believe they're fully complete. Yep. Right? So it causes them to constantly want to grow and learn and ask questions. Yeah. Like the most successful people are continuously learning and asking more questions than everybody else. Like if they see something that they can add to their repertoire, they're going to find that person and, 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 like have a interrogation process to like pick their mind about like yeah. how did you get to where you are like you know what I mean my field is here and his field is over there and if I can combine those two fields I could get to another level yeah right? I could create something phenomenal I'm gonna pick the hell out of this guy's mind or this woman's mind to like learn how I could take a piece of that and add it to mine you know what I mean um just the process behind that and I think for me in my personal life I think me always feeling that I'm not there yet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Kind of built that confidence and that swagger in me. Like, ironically, I got more confident because I knew I wasn't all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, uh, like, I, I was willing to put myself in those spaces yeah. to learn. And when I put myself in those spaces, I was like, hey, like, I can be in this space. Yeah. I can, I can rub shoulders with these people. I can hang. You know what I mean? And it started with basketball. Like, basketball, I wasn't any good. Yeah. I had my... My finger, my hands got sweaty. I got shaky or whatever, and playing in the parks against older, older people that could really ball, and me just saying, you know, I want to learn, so I need to go out there. And, you know what I mean? Being willing to fail, but also failure. I think masterpiece said it um, recently, and the L's, the L's are lessons, not yep. losses. You yeah. Know what I mean, and that's how you gotta look at it. It's a lesson, so you you don't do it again. You know what I mean? Processing life like that will get you to that line that you're talking about yep. to, 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 to reach. And I think people just got to, people need to have these kind of conversations and hear it more. Like people need to talk about that, yeah. that process. And the crazy thing about it, when you reach, because I've reached certain parts of, like I have vision boards. Me and my wife, for New Year's, every New Year's we do this thing where we do our vision boards, yeah. right? And we do pictures and we, we actually like posted it on our walls. Yeah. Um, and it's in front of our bed. We have, my wife has one, hers. I have one. And then in the middle under it, it's the family goals. Yeah. Right. And every year we check off. And so like, it reminds us like, damn, we came a long way. Like we have, there was a picture of Disney. We always said, we'll take our daughter. And yeah. when she turns five, we went to Disney. And yep. we, at the time, when we first wrote it, it was like, how the hell are we going to make this happen? Like, yeah. people go to Disney all the time, but, like, it takes time, it takes money, and to do it right. Yeah. Because we're not just going to go to, like, some bullshit, like, hotel and, like, you yeah. know, we did it right, you know what I mean? Um, so, like, we checked that off. We got, you know what I mean? I remember before I got the job at Kit, I said, um, I want to be a business owner. Um, I wanted to uh, get a... Um, put restorative justice on the map, whatever, and on the rise, I think it says. And it's just crazy, like, I just became a business owner. I, my business is surrounded around restorative practices, so it's like yeah. restorative justice. And it's coming to true. And I think um, being willing to, like, look, do those type of things and remind yourself um, that you still got places to go. Yeah. You still got things to check off, right? And then changing that every year, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And adding on. I think that's a part of that. You don't, you don't remember... You don't remember the day you achieve it. You remember the work that it took. Like yes. me and my wife sat down many times, like crying, like, 
Yo, like that shit was. Remember when that when we was going through that, and I didn't know how the hell I'm gonna get through that. Like those are the conversations me and my wife have with me and my family, and me and my brother had the other day. Me and my sister, like we just talking about the process. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's so. It doesn't matter like when you get this, like this, this the shit you gotta go through. Yeah. To get there or get close to it, you know what I mean? It's what you remember. Yeah. It's crazy. And there were two things that you talked about that actually in a lot of my speaking engagements I talk about as interlocking, like they go hand in hand you talked about the fact that people who are highly successful they have that feeling as if they haven't arrived and they're constantly out there and they're hungry all that is that's curiosity yeah. curiosity is what breeds success mm -hmm. but what curiosity also breeds is the second thing you talked about which is confidence mm -hmm. see a lot of people have this misconception about what confidence is it's like they think that oh you were born that way like you came out because of your upbringing because there had to be something in your past that made you a confident person confidence all that is that's a result of you keeping your word to yourself that's the way i look at it because when you can sit there and you can set a goal when you can set an intention and you show up and you do it pass or fail doesn't matter you showed up you put in the work word. that's how you build confidence because there's nothing in this world that you're going to show up the first time and you're going to be great at you might be better than other people but nobody's great at everything the first time that they do it so it's by showing up every single day with that curiosity, following that curiosity, being willing to step into it and being willing to step into it day after day after day after day. What happens? You get better and better and better, build that momentum, you build the confidence. And this is what we're talking about aligning um, our stuff together because I literally had this conversation with my five-year-old daughter yeah. today <laughs> before coming here. Like, we're doing these drawings and I'm doing these bubble letters around my drawing and she tries to do the bubble lettering lettering and she messes up yeah and she gets so pissed she crumbles the paper she throws it she's mad i can't do it blah, blah. i'm like i told her just that i was like listen how many times have you done that she's like i never did bubble letters and i'm like that's right that was the first time you did it right so it takes time for you to get better at it people are good because of all the work that they yeah. put behind it don't ever get upset at yourself for doing something the first time yeah you're supposed to not do it right and the more you do it you'll get better yeah i literally told that to my daughter yeah and she was like okay and then she got she got a paper and she did it again and she did it again and having those conversations like the work that i do aligns to me being a parent, yep. aligns to me being a sibling, aligns to me being a husband. Like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm happy you brought that up because it's all about doing work that actually puts you in a space where you're about that life Yeah, 24-7. Yep. And that's what it's about. And I feel like I've gotten there. When I go and speak every month, and I told you this before we got on, I went and did a speaking engagement in Dallas mm -hmm. um, three days ago. I drove all the way to Dallas um in the morning three four hour drive and then after i spoke at 11 i was done i drove back and i picked up my daughter at uh 3 a.m 3 p.m after yeah. school which is crazy but i spoke um and it reminded me of conversations that i need to have yeah right with my siblings with family members and stuff and like it brought that up i got in the car driving back home and driving to my daughter's school, and I was like, yo, I need to call my brother. I haven't talked to him in a while. Call my brother, had an hour conversation. Now I need to talk to my sister. Had another hour conversation with my sister. And it just aligned because everything that I was talking about um, and preaching to the people in my uh, speaking engagement ended up being a conversation that I needed to have with my siblings. Right? Yeah. And then I got home and certain things like, and like I said, like um, that conversation I had with my daughter, like putting that together like that's the stuff that we're trying to help people with yeah it's 24 7 and getting to a place where you're doing work where everything's aligning your purpose aligns to your lifestyle mm -hmm. that's where everything just be like and I, I just that's what everybody should be working to alignment with purpose and life and work and whatever where everything connects yeah you know what i mean where it, it becomes because we said this too there's teachers um, in education that they, they're putting up this act, mm -hmm. right? And uh, we had a couple episodes ago where we talked about that. Um, it's an act where they're not truly themselves, yeah. right? Um, and not fault of their own, but the way everything's set up, how easy it is to become an educator and you're coming from, you know, straight out of college, jumping into the educational field and 
being in these spaces where you're like, you haven't identified who you are and process all your stuff. And then you go in the classroom and kids are like letting you know who you are. And you're like, kids will let you know real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's just like the dynamic um, is unfortunate, but you know what I mean? Getting to a place where, you know, everything, where you can, where you walk into a classroom is the same way you would walk into um, a, a party or yeah. a um, home. Right, it's no difference, and I think people are struggling with that in education now. Where you have teachers that are young or old, I've seen that old too, where they're going in a certain way into school, and they're not like that in their real life. Yeah, right, and that's that causes rift. Those are the teachers that struggle in yep. the classroom. I mean, because kids can smell fake from a mile away. Yeah. So I, I think it's all about alignment. So it's it's crazy that you brought that up because I just had that conversation with my daughter. Yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy how stuff works out. Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, um, do you have like um an experience uh where you know balance was like a a struggle for you um where like it was hard to like. I know you spoke about um, your wife checking you and everything, but what was like the hardest time you had with uh, balance? I would say for me, probably the the most recent one um, was when last year when I was writing my book. Mm. Uh, it was just one of those things where, you know, going through that and that's like a bucket list type of thing for me. Yeah, yeah, uh, for like sure. I said, there was nobody in my family that was even successful growing up and so there definitely wasn't any authors in my family real quick what's the name of your book (laughs) leading with love leading with love yeah Yeah, it's the guide to becoming a more loving and empowering leader and so going through that process and like really getting to the point because again it's one of those things that you're always like man i'm gonna be an author one day but then like you start going through life and you're like man, I'm not going to really be an author. Like, <laughs> is it really going to happen? Yeah. And so, like, it was one of those things where I set my mind to it. I was like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And so I sat down, I started planning it out, and it was just, like, day after day. It was just getting more and more. I'm getting in the zone. I'm, I'm, I'm typing. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. It's like I'm waking up in the morning. I'm going straight to the book. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, and I'm trying to. My wife is like, she's still working. And so it's like, hey, babe, can you take care of the kids while I'm doing this? And I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll get there in a second. And so I'm not showing up as a dad. I'm not showing up as a husband. Yep. And it was just one of those things where, you know, she gave me a lot of grace to uh, to really kind of get some things done. But, yeah, she came to me and she was just like, babe, I get it that you are you're fired up about this book. And I'm so excited for you. But you still have a life outside of that book. You you still got a wife that needs your attention. You got kids that need your love. Like you got to be here and you got to be present, and we've got to make it work. Right. Um, and so yeah, I mean it was definitely one of those things where for a little while there it got out of control, and she came in and she checked me and and let me know. And again, in a way that was you know it does it does hurt and it kind of you know pops that bubble of your pride a little bit. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you're thankful for it because you're thankful that you have the blessing of somebody who will speak truth in your life. Yeah, because in, uh, in our work too, like we, we're telling, we're helping people sort out their lives, yeah. right? But then we don't have our lives together. Like, yeah. it, 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 that's how my wife is, he, she breaks it down to that. You can't be speaking and you're not, you're not about it. Yeah. You know I mean, you want to be about it. This is what you need to fix. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm here with you. And, yeah. uh, you know, we can do this together, but you need to be willing to be present when we're doing it together. Yeah, right? absolutely. And I think that that's key with that, because I remember the book process for me. Um, it was like, I was like doing the in-between classes, yeah. doing that lunch breaks. I was just writing, writing, writing. So that was tough. But the, the toughest one for me was we were in New York City. Right, I taught for several years in New York. Um, we just had our daughter. Um, she was like not even one yet, and I'm working. First, I was working in. I was at. We were living in Brooklyn, and I was working in uh, close to Manhattan. So it was like I would take the train. That's a commute right there. What the train was like an hour and a half to get to work yeah. and back. And then I went, I was working on my master's at Brooklyn College, which is on the other side of Brooklyn. So yeah. like, I wouldn't get home to like 10, right? So I was like, and then we moved closer to the job. So I was like walking distance from the job and it was still like, you know, the cold, my wife is from Trinidad. To yeah. So like she had it, her fill of New York for several years and she came out here when she was uh, 19. 
so you know she's not used to it yeah uh, and i was kind of over it too with the you know i remember i had my car parked and it was under snow for like a whole week i was like fuck it i'm not <laughs> i'm not shoveling that <laughs> people used to like i was walking down the street and people like talking about my car they're like yo you see that car that car is crazy i was like i wouldn't say nothing <laughs> i was like yeah, yeah I, was, I don't care <laughs> lazy ass dude walking out there snow it's like crap i got things to do right now but um so I had uh, a mission. I was like, yo, like, we need to get out of New York. Yeah. You know I mean, nobody, like, I've had one aunt um, that was, uh, I had two aunts, a couple family members that were able to get out of New York. Most of my family was in New York or in Puerto Rico. Um, and I, I had a couple people do it, but, like, close to my age, no. Right? So, like, everybody was staying. I had friends that were like, nah, I got everything here. I was willing to go. Yeah. Brand new kid wife now at the time she was my fiance but i was like i'm ready i'm ready to just go and start over and you know what i mean i remember i set my mind to i'm going to find a job yeah right um out of new york what when i say tunnel vision i was like i ain't seen nothing i was applying to jobs crazy i was going on super interviews i applied to singapore i remember you told me about that yeah. you were like applying across the world yeah, I, was already out here. Here. I, I was you know, i was like singapore china um i was ready to teach abroad i was like uh, houston texas uh everywhere everywhere like I, louisiana everywhere and uh houston texas was the first to hit me up but like that process of like going on interviews, I would come home from my job and I was coaching yeah. sports. I would come home, so I'm not coming home like right after school, yeah. I'm coming home late. I would get home, I would get on the phone, I would get on the computer and just constantly, it was like crazy. And my daughter was like in her, she was only a couple months, she was mm-hmm. in infant stage. So it's like, I'm putting all this stress on my wife. You know what I mean? I'm not present. And she had to like strangle me up and be like, yo, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm like, she and the thing with her, she, I'm a, I used to be a heavy sleeper. I talked about this in previous episodes. I used to be a heavy sleeper. I sleep through anything, and my wife couldn't sleep. Yeah. Right, because especially with the child, like you're thinking, is she alive? Is she breathing? Did she throw up? And then she choke on yeah. it. Like, it's like crazy, and I'm like sleeping through everything. Yeah. And, um, like bringing that to my attention and having those conversations. She's like, you're like, I'm not. I let you sleep because you're working, right? Um, but like when you're here, you're still not here. Yeah. Right. And like having that conversation, but I had total. That was the toughest period. Like we went through a rough patch where I'm just like tunnel vision, and I and she we noticed it, and she saw it. She was like, I think shit. I had the conversation with my wife and said, Yo, we're leaving New York, and I swear, like she had to, she talked to her mom. That's back in Trinidad and Tobago, and she talked to her, and she said the very next day she was like, Well, I guess we're leaving. Uh, t- I think I, I guess we're leaving New York because Carlos set his mind that we're we're leaving. So <laughs> right. And that's how much my wife like believed yeah. in me, like I, and the tunnel vision. But like it's tough, man. Like having balance and like what we talked about. Like um, it's it, when you get to a point, um, like finding knowing what you really want. Yeah. And having a purpose. Like I wanted to have a family. Yeah. I wanted to have balance. I didn't just want to be all about work, work, work. I wanted to like, you know, I've always dreamed about, you know, I would watch these movies and shows. I always dreamed about being a, a father, being a husband, um, having that dynamic that I didn't necessarily see growing up. Yeah. Right. Um, I wanted to create that. Um, so that was a part of me. So like when I was having these conversations and I was like zoned out, mm-hmm. um, when I was able to smack, slap out of it, snap out of it, um, it was easy to be like, damn, I, I need to work on that too. That yeah. has to be a part of my ambition. And then setting goals, mm-hmm. right? Like on my vision board, it was like things I wanted to accomplish career-wise. Yeah. Now it's like things I want to accomplish career-wise and then also family-wise. Yeah. Like I said, we got three vision boards up, yeah. right? And one in the middle is like things we want to accomplish as a family, mm-hmm. experiences. I mean, that's what we talk about all the time. We we so scared to like spend our money on like um, going on this big trip or whatever and just talking about the money and trying to work to a place where we have money and we're wasting years on our lives yeah. instead of just having it. Life is all about experiences. All you remember is what you did with your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So go on that trip and have those moments with your family and be present. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was something that I had to work towards and I'm still, 
I'm still as a work in progress. Like I said, we I'm not there completely yet. Yeah. And I'm working there. Um, I'm getting better at it. I'm a lot better than I was when I was back in New York for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure, man. So yeah, man, that that's that's good, man. I I think this is a great conversation to have, and I wish um everybody out there can find a place where they can align and then find clear purpose to what they want, right? Align it to their lifestyle and then be able to create balance and balance it out. And that balance and act is ever going. Mm -hmm. It's never going to stop, man. Nah. It's never going to stop, man. And I appreciate you you coming on the show, expressing your your, your, your story and, and, and letting people know. I think it's important that people see that side of, of, of people that, you know what I mean, the mentality behind getting what they want and, yeah. and being vulnerable about it and opening it. I think that's what the podcast is about. Um, so, Justin, um, let everybody know where they can find you and what you up to and what's next and everything like that. Uh, the easiest place to find me is on Instagram or Facebook. It's at Uncommon Justin Aldridge on both of those. You can go to my website, which is uh, justinaldridge.me. And in terms of what I got going on, just continuing every single day, building out my coaching business, um, working with clients, really focusing on helping to figure out what their goals and dreams are so they can start living more intentional lives to be able to go out there. And what I say all the time is I try to help people stop just being alive and start truly living. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, anything that I could do to help any of the listeners, anything like that, definitely don't hesitate to reach out. Word, word. Now, when it comes to your, uh, your coaching mm -hmm. services, does it, is it like an age group? Do you do like, it doesn't matter? Like no, nah, I mean, it really doesn't matter. My thing is I don't have a, um, a demographic based on age, gender, anything like that. You know, I am, I'm very missional. And so what I always talk about is my goal is to live an uncommon life. In every aspect of my life, I want to show up and I want to be different in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to help other people do that as well. I want to help people discover that inner purpose inside of them and live into that. And so I don't care what age you are, what race you are, what gender you are, anything. If you're somebody who wants to live a bigger, better life, you want to live the life of your dreams, then I'm about working with you. Word, man. I like that. I like that. Well, I highly recommend Justin to those who are interested um, to work with. Um, he is someone that is about it, um, constantly working. And like I said, um, he's, he's always shown out. Um, actually speak louder than the words, people. And like I said, people talking again, there's been many people that have asked me like, yo, I want to get into what you're doing, but not everybody acts upon it, right? And and puts the work. And like I said, like he's there working. Um, I seen him grow his business out, um, wrote a book, which is crazy. And I remember we was in a car uh, on that drive to my speaking engagement and it was just a conversation. Yeah. Like just a thought. It was just a thought. And now just to see your book out there and you, you're doing good things out there and putting out your message is pretty it's pretty impressive. So I appreciate you coming down um, to the podcast and sharing your story and uh, joining us. And, you know, I mean, I recommend everybody to follow Justin. And um, if you reach out, he's very easy to get in contact with. He's always open. Um, his, his purpose is definitely aligned to his lifestyle. So he is about that life. All right. So um, I appreciate y'all. Thank you, Justin. Um, and uh, episode nine, we're going on to double digits next. I'll see y'all next week. Thank you. Looking for a one-stop shop for all your audio and video needs? Then look no further than Always Press Record Productions. With over 100 hours of original content produced, Always Press Record Productions has an experienced staff on hand ready to assist you with all your YouTube, podcast, and music video needs. Check them out at alwayspressrecord.com. Once again, that's alwayspressrecord.com. And remember, they press record and you become the star.